Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears and your heart and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. Well, once again, we connect. And once again, it is a pleasure. It is a joy. Welcome back to the Naturally Happy Podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. I'm so excited that you're all here. And if you're passionate about your personal and spiritual growth and finding happiness and to have access to education, tools, resources, and a community that can help you do better, then listen closely. I've got a secret for you. You don't have to struggle for years to live a purposeful, happy life. The way to transform your life into the life of your dreams is to find clarity, focus, and take intentional actions. I look forward to helping you become more passionate, driven about finding your purpose and happiness. Get ready to step into your greatness and genius and finally see the results that you deserve. And if you're ready to be the best version of yourself, I'm delighted to be on this journey with you. Today, I want to explore choice. I would suggest that because we make choices, we make choices all day long, it is easy to assume that we know all about choice. And I also suggest that amid the many choices that we make every day, there is a mystery. And within that mystery, there are both power and magic. So I talk of choice, but not talk of it in the ways in which we are most familiar. I don't want to talk about setting goals, creating a plan, making decisions, or following through. You've heard such talks often enough, maybe too often. So, let's continue. The mystery you know. The mystery of choice lies within space and time. It's located in the forms and within the formation, the patterns of these forms, that is your reality, that is located within the awareness, understanding, and meaning, and within the conceiving and the perceiving that you give to and receive from your reality every day of your life. You already know much of the mystery. It begins. Choice is one of your raw materials that we use to create our reality. To remind us, there are six raw materials with which everyone creates their reality. These are belief, attitude, thought, feelings, decision, and choice. Along with belief, Choice is the most powerful raw material. Of all the raw materials, choice is the active agent of change. It is the agent of implementation. You see, you can change your beliefs and attitudes, but reality does not change until you make new choices based upon your new beliefs or your new attitudes. Likewise, I suggest you can alter your thoughts and shift your feelings And it is choice that turns those altered and shifted states into reality. So it is the same with decisions. 
you can make new decisions and change old ones. Unless you make choices in this sensing, your newly made or changed decisions are at risk of being nothing more than rhetoric. Unless you make choices, decisions made are at risk of becoming nothing more than another reason why you are not good enough. Choice triggers the action and implementation of your belief, our attitude, our thought, our feeling, and our decision-making. Choice is the agent of change. And then, choice is focused intent, and as such, it is critical to not only what you pay and give attention to, but how you pay and give that attention. Choice opens the floodgates to allow dimension and meaning to our personal reality and global reality as well. I suggest that there are four core ways in which we make and allow our world real. One way is to give it dimension. You give length, width, and depth, as well as space and time, to that which you make real. Let's take a minute and really think of it. The things you remember and the events that matter to you have dimension, whether they are positive or negative realities to you. And I would suggest they have dimensions. Another way that you make or allow things to be real in your world is by giving those things meaning. You allow them to matter to you. You allow them to be significant to you. So naturally, therefore, they have value. Reflection is another way. The things that are real to you are the things you give attention to or pay attention to. They are things that are positively and negatively connected to your intent. As well, they are things that you act upon and that influence your self-image. You allow things to be real by reflection, upon attention, upon intention, upon action, and upon image. The fourth way is by choice. The things that are real in your world are things that you've chosen to give dimension, mattering, and reflection. Choice, I would suggest, opens the floodgates that allow your reality and your world to be real to you. Here's an important keystone. Choice is the keystone to creation and manifestation. It can supersede all patterns, all templates, and all programs that are already in place. Choice can override your genetic and hormonal codes, for example. We know that many people excuse or explain their actions because of their hormones. There are those who claim to be out of control or helpless because of their genes. Of course, there is generally some merit to this argument, but I would suggest Often such statements are nothing more than excuse, and your genetic codes do give you messages. Even so, choice can override those messages. There are societal templates of behavior, which I call social mems, and there are acceptable patterns of power. We all know that there are patterns, templates, and programs from our past that can seem to haunt us, as they threaten us with what was, or loom ahead of us with what will be. Choice can supersede such encumbrance. To create and then manifest the reality you want, it is important to suppress these old patterns and programs. It is critical to be free of them. Choice offers that freedom. I would say 
Choice is the keystone to all creation and to all manifestation. At the core, choice is seminal to change. It's the cornerstone. Choice is the cornerstone to success. It is at the root and the core of happiness and joy, and at the core and root of love, at the core and root of intimacy and caring, and it is at the root and core of worth, esteem, confidence, and respect. It is at the core and root of the valued self. And then only the choice is focused intent. And as such, it is critical to changing intent and thus the function and form of energy. It is critical to changing action and image. Choice is essential to all learning. It is also an active agent. Choice is the active agent. It's what I like to call the yeast of your power, strength, and talent. It is the active agent for taking back your power with responsibility. Now, I'd like to share that choice beyond the mystery, the mystical. Yes, as I suggest, there is a lot that you already know of choice and its mystery, and yet there is more. To open the window or the door to understanding the mystery of choice, consider the following seven statements. Don't try to fully understand these statements. I would suggest allow yourself to ponder them, to savor them. Let them touch you. You may retreat or recoil at first. Let it be. You may feel something positive and powerful stir in you as you consider these statements. Let it be. Just be with these statements. Savor. Ponder. Let them steep the mystery, the mystery of choice, in you. Let it be. Choose. Choice within space and time is located in our conscious consciousness, not in our subconscious or unconscious consciousness. Though attention is often subconscious and intent is often unconscious, choice that hooks each is conscious. Choice selects the neural pathways of the brain activity. When choice is conscious, the electromagnetic and the electrochemical energies and forces of the brain are shifted and changed. The neural pathways can be changed by choice. Choice can alter the avenues of least resistance and the avenues of least effort. Choice engages the mind that can override the brain and it can engage the unconscious to override the subconscious. You can become even more conscious of consciously creating your own reality. Let me repeat that again. You can become even more conscious of consciously creating your own reality. You can create and manifest with even greater artistry and mastery. Choice can supersede and surpass itself. Choice can redirect evolution so it does not proceed, driven by entropy and random change or necessity. Choice can open gateways to the future and to our futures, to the possible, and to our many possibilities. Choice is within space and time, yet it functions between it. 
It is not only sequential. It is not only chronological. Space and time choice is mysterious. One of its mysteries is that it is also mystical. While the mystery of choice lies within space and time, I would suggest the mysticism of choice lies beyond space and time. It has no location. The mystical of choice is non-local. Because it is non-local, because it is beyond space-time, and because it is a part of the more real, this kind of choice, the mystical choice, is also more real. As you allow time-space choice with its mysteries to become more and more powerful, you can use mysterious and conscious choice to link and connect with the mystical choice that lies beyond space and time. The more real choice can amplify the mystery known, and yet to be known of the conscious choice. Such mystical choice can allow the known and yet to be known to become bright and brilliant. When mysterious choice becomes mystical, then the miraculous states are available at hand. Now let's go into the resistance of choice. As mysterious or as mystical as choice can be, often it is not. Often choice is quite ordinary. Often it lacks luster as well as lack power. Why? Because it's a paradox. As powerful as choice is, it is neither mysterious nor mystical when it is a choice of last resort or one that stands alone. In this sensing, when someone has exhausted all their options and feels helpless or even hopeless. They turn to choice. Only then do we become even remotely interested in this thing called choice. Also, when someone senses that there is no options to explore, when they feel imprisoned in and by their situation, they suddenly want to explore choice. But as I say, there is nothing mysterious or mystical about last resort or standalone choices. It is a paradox. Likewise, there are what I call the fear choices, those choices made within the depth of fear and for the purpose of circumventing fear. And there are also what I call the disowned choices. These are the choices made while pretending that it wasn't a choice at all. They have no mystery. I would suggest they do have impact, but they lack mystery and they lack the magic. And there are what I call the coerced choices that lack mystery, mysticism, and magic. As powerful as choice can be, it can seem powerless as well. In this sensing, it is a paradox. Now, let me move on to the pain of choice. Choice can be hurtful and painful when it is used as a club or as a weapon for self-defense, or used as a weapon for self-punishment and ridicule. There are those who reuse the concept of choice to defend themselves. When their reality doesn't seem to work, they lament that they chose this or that they didn't choose that. But 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 I chose I chose becomes their chorus. 
And there are others that have used the concept of choice to beat themselves up for, failing at, or falling short of their goal. But, but, I chose, but I chose, becomes their sharp. If you have used choice to defend or punish yourself, you will or could resist choice now because of that past pain. If you use choice to ridicule yourself, the pain of such action could create resistance to its mystery and mysticism. If you've imprisoned yourself with the harsh judgments born of making a painful choice, perhaps you may find reluctance to explore the wonder of choice. I would suggest with more loving and more healing of the pain, the option of choice can blossom once again. The fear of choice. Choice can be fearful when it is viewed as being too revealing, vulnerable, and too liberating and freeing, or viewed as being too responsible and powerful. It can be fearful. You worry and think and worry that, what if I make the wrong choice? It can certainly be frightening. The familiarity of choice. Choice can become automatic, and when it does, it is no longer mysterious or mystical. This happens, I would suggest, when you are programmed or conditioned to automatically choose, or when you are driven by old patterns, templates, or programs. When you give power away or you relinquish it, or when your yet-to-be-broken dark law is looking and threatening. And now that I've talked and shared the concept of what and how choice plays such a critical part in our reality creation, now I'd like to share a few techniques. Now I'd like to share a few techniques to allow your choices to become more meaningful, more powerful, and more magical. I suggest there are several things that you can do. Number one, remember and reunite with the mysteries that you do know. Work with becoming more conscious of these seven mysteries. I would suggest allow them to become more real in your world. That is, give the seven mysteries dimension. Give them time and space and allow them to matter. Sense the meaning, their significance, and value to you. Reflect. Give attention to these mysteries before you have to pay attention to them. In this sensing, Work with the intent and act upon these seven mysteries. Allow their truth to become a part of your self-image. Oh yes, let yourself choose to allow these mysteries to be real. I would suggest that choice is seminal to change. Ponder and savor those statements about choice that is beyond space and time. Work with those statements about mystical choice. Play with them. In this sensing, allow them to play with and in your mind. Number three, healing resistance is so valuable in this process. Face and explore your resistance. The ones I discussed here are not the only ones. They're intended as catalysts for the resistance you can find within yourself. Recognition of resistance is followed by acknowledgement. This is your resistance and it can be healed. After you recognize and acknowledge, forgiving yourself for having and holding the resistance to the mystery and mysticism of choice becomes paramount. Self-forgiveness is the key to changing and thus key to healing. Number four, I'd like to work with this powerful technique that I call 
the choosing choice technique. This is such an elegant technique that many people dismiss it as too simple. I would suggest that those who seek struggle and pain in their growth are particularly offended by this technique. When something happens in your reality, no matter how big or small in the sensing, work with the following statements. Own the statements and answer the questions. This is a choice. This is my choice. I am choosing to. Here, state whatever thing or issue that is for you. I am choosing to. My reason for this choice is. This is how I'm going to respond. This is the action that I'm going to take. This action upon my choice is. The result of my action was. That was my choice too. Start with small events. Work with non-threatening events and then with less threatening events. In time, I would suggest, you will sense the power of this elegant technique and with the big events in your life, you will have access to the power, mystery, mysticism and the magic of choice. I would suggest it is a wonderful gift. Number five, who is choosing this? To build upon conscious choice and its power, it is important to know who within you is the one currently making the choices. Is it your child or adolescent? And which phase of the child-adolescent is it? This question can be so helpful. Is it your negative ego that is choosing? Is it your parental phase? is making this choice. Again, such questions can open you to an inner dialogue. I would suggest such a dialogue can be empowering. It can also interrupt what could be a very negative avenue to follow. Even when the who is choosing is exactly who you wanted to be making those choices, being conscious of that can be enlightening and empowering. The result of those choices can be truly magical. And I say, choice can be a wondrous gift. Number six, know the category of choice that you are making. At first, this can seem encumbering or a waste of time. Though it can seem to be, I would suggest that this does not have to be busy work. In this sensing, as you become more conscious of the type of choice you are making, you can become more clear about how to implement it. You can become clearer on how to work with this active agent of change. There are different types of choices, physical, emotional, mental, or social. Is this a choice that can change you physically or whose action will be physical? Will this choice play out emotionally or mentally? Or does this choice affect your social reality and the world? How far beyond you does it reach? The answers, I would suggest, alter your means and methods of responding. Choice can also be different in this sensing. There are types of choices, character, integrity, or value. A character choice is very different than a physical or an emotional one. The touch of a soul is different. Knowing that in this sensing can alter the depth and touch of mystery within that choice. 
A choice that increases a sense of integrity or adds to the sense of value is also unique. Types of choices can also be creative or spiritual. Again, I would suggest knowing the energy and force within the kind of choice you make can make the process of choosing more and more conscious. With greater consciousness comes greater magic. Now let's move on to the last technique, the seventh. I call it Bottle It. This is a great technique that I created where you use or create an elixir or a potion or you can work with a crystal. You can create what I call a homeopathic-like elixir or I would suggest you could work with crystals. With either, you can create a choice elixir or a choice crystal to hold the mystery and mysticism, to hold the magic of choice. Weed through your fear and the growth of choices. Weed through your old and new choices. Weed through your relinquished and embraced choices and your constricting and expanding choices. Flow the energy of growth choices, new and embraced choices, and of luminous choices into the elixir or into the crystal. Think about some of the really wonderful choices you've previously made. As you think of these, feel the sense of aliveness, feel the gratitude and of the love. Feel your sense of self-value as well, I would suggest. Be alert to and feel your sense of patience, of giving and of power. Feel these feelings around those wonderful choices that you've already made. Filled with the resonance of these energies, flow them into the elixir or into the crystal. Use the energy of remembering and reuniting, which is technique one, and of pondering and savoring, which is technique two, and flow these energies into the bottled elixir or the crystal form. Now, complete the process by flowing your love, your caring, your sense of intimacy into the bottle or crystal. Flow your images of happiness and joy as well as your images of healing into these vessel of elixir. Cover the bottle containing the elixir or cover the crystal that is alive with light and love. A simple cloth works just grand. Cover it, I would suggest, for at least 24 hours. Now, you have bottled it. You have bottled the essence of mystery and mysticism of choice. Now, the question is, did you really do that? The answer is up to you. It's your choice. Ah, it's been a joy working with you, and I look forward to working with you as you implement these ideas and techniques. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of this episode about the magic gift of choice. So I hope this episode has been helpful to you. If it's been of value to you, all I request is that you share this episode with three friends over the next 60 minutes. So you help spread the message. You'll help a lot of people and you'll help me share my message. So together we build a better world. I think the messages are powerful and we want to get them out there. Secondly, a lot of people ask me about my emotional release programs. 
Where's the information? If it feels right to you and you're interested in the details, just go on over to www.naturally-happy.com. That's naturally-happy.com. You'll find all of the information of my programs, the five pathways to happiness. I'd love to be an instrument of service to your transformation. If it feels right to you and you're ready for real changes and real progress, just go over to naturally-happy.com again. And remember, it's your time. I love you a lot and I'll see you on the next episode. If you have any questions, please email me at vidya, V-I-D-Y-A, at naturally-happy.com or you can follow me on Instagram at dr.guru.vidya. In peace, love and gratitude. Till next time.